Chapter 8 of Marvels of Modern Science. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sky Asimaru. Marvels of Modern Science by Paul Severing. Chapter 8 Latest Discoveries in Archaeology prehistoric time earliest records discoveries in bible lands american explorations for the earliest civilization and culture we must go to that part of the world which according to the general belief is the cradle of the human race the civilization of the mesopotamian plain is not only the oldest but the first where man settled in great city communities under an orderly government with a developed religion, practicing agriculture, erecting dwellings, and using a syllabified writing. All modern civilization had its source there. For six thousand years, the cuneiform, or wedge-shaped writing, of the Assyrians was the literary script of the whole civilized ancient world, from the shores of the Mediterranean to India and even to China. For Chinese civilization, old as it is, is based upon that which obtained in mesopotamia in egypt too at an early date was a high form of neolithic civilization six thousand years before christ a white-skinned blond-haired blue-eyed race dwelt there built towns carried on commerce made woven linen cloth tanned leather formed beautiful pottery without the wheel cut stone with the lathe and designed ornaments from ivory and metals. These were succeeded by another great race, which probably migrated into Egypt from Arabia. Among them were warriors and administrators, fine mechanics, artisans, artists, and sculptors. They left us the pyramids and other magnificent monumental tombs and great masses of architecture and sculptured columns. Of course they declined and passed away, as all things human must, but they left behind them evidences to tell of their prestige and power. The scientists and geologists of our day are busy unearthing the remains of the ancient peoples of the Eastern world, who started the waves of civilization, both to the Orient and the Occident. Vast stores of knowledge are being accumulated, and almost every day sees some ancient treasure trove brought to light especially in biblical lands is the explorer busy unearthing the relics of the mighty past and throwing a flood of light upon incidents and scenes long covered by the dust of centuries babylon the mightiest city of ancient times celebrated in the bible and in the earliest human records as the greatest centre of sensual splendour and sinful luxury the world has ever seen is at last being explored in the most thorough manner by the German Oriental Society, of which the Kaiser is patron. Babylon rose to its greatest glory under Nebuchadnezzar, the most famous monarch of the Babylonian Empire. At that period, it was the great center of arts, learning and science, astronomy and astrology, being patronized by the Babylonian kings. The city finally came to a terrible end under Belshazzar, as related in the Bible the palace of the impious king has been uncovered and its great piles of masonry laid bare the great hall where the young prophet daniel read the handwriting on the wall 
can now be seen the palace stood on elevated ground and was of majestic dimensions a winding chariot road led up to it the lower part was of stone and the upper of burned bricks all around on the outside ran artistic sculptures of men hunting animals the doors were massive and of bronze and swung inward between colossal figures of winged bulls from the hall a stairway led to the throne room of the king which was decorated with gold and precious stones and finished in many colors the hall in which the infamous banquet was held was one hundred forty feet by forty feet for a ceiling it was spanned by the cedars of lebanon which exhaled a sweet perfume at night a myriad lights lent brilliancy to the scene there were over two hundred rooms all gorgeously furnished most of them devoted to the inmates of the king's harem the ruins as seen to-day impress the visitor and excite wonder and admiration the germans have also uncovered the great gate of ishtar at babylon which nebuchadnezzar erected in honor of the goddess of love and war the most renowned of all the mythical deities of the babylonian pantheon it is a double gateway with interior chambers flanked by massive towers and was erected at the end of the sacred road at the northeast corner of the palace its most unique feature consists in the scheme of decoration on its walls which are covered with row upon row of bulls and dragons represented in the brilliant enameled bricks some of these creatures are flat and others raised in relief those in relief are being taken apart to be sent to berlin where they will be again put together for exhibition the friezes on this gate of ishtar are among the finest examples of enameled brickwork that have been uncovered and take their place beside the lion frieze from sargon's palace at Khorsabad, and the still more famous frieze of arches of king darius in the paris louvre the german party have already established the claim of herodotus as to the thickness of the walls of the city herodotus estimated them at two hundred royal cubits three hundred forty eight feet high and fifty royal cubits eighty six and a half feet thick at places they have been found even thicker so wide were they that on the top a four-horse chariot could easily turn the hanging gardens of babylon said to have been built to please amatus the consort of nebuchadnezzar were classed as among the seven wonders of the world terraces were constructed four hundred fifty feet square of huge stones which cost millions in that stoneless country these were supported by countless columns the tallest of which were one hundred sixty feet high on top of the stones were layers of brick cemented and covered with pitch over which was poured a layer of lead to make all absolutely water-tight finally on top of this earth was spread to such a depth that the largest trees had room for their roots the trees were planted in rows forming squares and between them were flower gardens in fact these gardens constituted an eden in the air which has never since been duplicated new discoveries have been recently made concerning the tower of babel the construction of which as described in the book of genesis is one of the most remarkable occurrences of the first stage of the world's history it has been found that the tower was square and not round as represented by all bible illustrators including doré 
The ruins cover a space of about 50,000 square feet and are about 10 miles from the site of Babylon. The ruins of the celebrated synagogue of Capernaum, believed to be the very one in which the Savior preached, have been unearthed, and many other biblical sites around the ancient city have been identified. Capernaum was the home of Jesus during nearly the whole of his Galilean ministry and the scene of many of his most wonderful miracles. The site of Capernaum is now known as Tel Hum. There are ruins scattered about over a radius of a mile. The excavating which revealed the ruins of the synagogue was done under supervision of a German archaeologist named Cole. This synagogue was composed of white limestone blocks brought from a distance and in this respect different from the others which were built of the local black volcanic rock. The carvings unearthed in the ruins are very beautiful, and most of them in high-relief work, representing trailing vines, stately palms, clusters of dates, roses, and acanthus. Various animal designs are also shown, and one of the famous seven-branched candlesticks, which accompanied the Ark of the Covenant. Most of the incidents at Capernaum mentioned in the Bible were connected with the synagogue, the ruins of which have just been uncovered. The centurion who came to plead with Jesus about the servant was the man who built the synagogue. Luke chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. In the synagogue, Jesus healed the man with the unclean spirit. Mark chapter 1, verses 21 through 27. In this synagogue, the man with the withered hand received health on the Sabbath day. Matthew chapter 12, verses 10 through 13. Jairus, whose daughter was raised from the dead, was a ruler of the synagogue. Luke chapter 8, verse 3. And it was in this same synagogue of Capernaum that Jesus preached the discourse on the bread of life. John chapter 6, verses 26 through 59. The hill near Capernaum, where Jesus fed the multitude with five loaves and two fishes, is also identified. The stoning of St. Stephen and the conversion of St. Paul are two great events of the New Testament, which lend additional interest to the explorations now being carried on at the ancient city of Damascus. Damascus lays claim to being the most ancient city in the world, and its appearance sustains the claim. Unlike Jerusalem and many other ancient cities, it has never been completely destroyed by a conqueror. The Assyrian monarch Tiglath-Pileser swept down on it 2,700 years ago, but he did not succeed in wiping it out. Other cities came into being long after Damascus. They flourished, faded, and passed away. But Damascus still remains much the same as in the early time. Among the famous places which have been identified in this ancient city is the house of Ananias, the priest, and the place in the wall where Paul was let down by a basket is pointed out. The scene of the conversion of St. Paul is shown, and also the street called Straight, referred to in Acts 9, 2. Jerusalem, birthplace and cradle of Christianity, offers a vast and interesting field to the archaeologist. One of the most remarkable of recent discoveries relates to the building known as David's Castle. Major Condor, a British engineer in charge of the Palestine Survey, 
has proved that this building is actually a part of the palace of king herod who ordered the massacre of the innocents in order to encompass the destruction of the infant saviour the tomb of hiram is another relic discovered at the village of hunana on the road from saft to tyre it recalls the days of david hiram was the king of tyre in the time of david the tomb is a limestone structure of extraordinary massiveness unfortunately the mosque of omar stands on the site of solomon's temple and there is no hope of digging there as for the palace of solomon it should be easy to find the foundations for jerusalem has been rebuilt several times upon the ruins of earlier periods and vast ancient remains must be still buried there the work is being pushed vigorously at present and the future should bring to light many interesting relics at last the real site of the crucifixion may be found with many mementos of the saviour and the apostles professor flinders petrie the famous english archaeologist has recently explored the sinaitic peninsula and has found many relics of the hebrews passage through the country during the exodus and also many of a still earlier period he found a remarkable number of altars and tombs belonging to a very early form of religion on the mount where moses received the tables of the law is a monastery erected by the emperor justinian five hundred twenty three a d although the conquering wave of islam has swept over the peninsula leaving it bare and desolate this monastery still survives the only christian landmark not only in sinai but in all arabia the original tables of stone on which the commandments were written were placed in the ark of the covenant and taken all through the wilderness to palestine and finally placed in the temple of solomon what became of it when the temple was plundered and destroyed by the babylonians is not known clay tablets have been found at nineveh of the creation and the flood as known to the assyrians these tablets formed part of a great epic poem of which nimrod the mighty hunter was the hero explorers are now looking for the palace of nimrod also that of sennacherib the assyrian monarch who besieged jerusalem the latter despoiled the temple of many of its treasures and it is believed that his palace when found may reveal the tables of the law the ark of the covenant the seven-branched candlestick and many of the golden vessels used in israelitish worship ur of the chaldees birthplace of abraham father and founder of the hebrew race is a rich field for the archaeologist to plough some tablets have already been discovered but they are only a mere suggestion as to future possibilities it is believed by some eminent investigators that we owe to abraham the early part of the book of genesis describing the creation the tower of babel and the flood and the quest of archaeologists is to find if not the original tablets at least some valuable records which may be buried in this neighborhood excavators connected with the american school at jerusalem are busy at samaria and they believe they have uncovered portions of the great temple of baal which king ahab erected in honor of the wicked deity 890 b c when the remains of this temple are fully uncovered it will be learned just how far the israelites forsook the worship of the true god for that of baal 
The Germans have begun work on the site of Jericho, once the royal capital of Canaan, and historic chiefly from the fact that Joshua led the Israelites up to its walls, reported to be impregnable, but which fell down at the blast of the trumpet. Great piles have been unearthed here, which, it is thought, formed a part of the original masonry. One excavator believes he has unearthed the ruins of the house of Rahab, the woman who sheltered Joshua's spies. Another thinks he has discovered the site of the translation of Elijah, the prophet, from whence he was carried up to heaven in a fiery chariot. Every Christian will be interested in learning what is to be found in Nazareth, where Jesus spent his boyhood. Archaeologists have located the Fount of the Virgin and the rock from which the infuriated inhabitants attempted to hurl Christ. In the land of Goshen, where the Israelites, in a state of servitude, worked for the oppressing Pharaoh, Ramesses II, excavators have found bricks made without straw, as mentioned in Scripture, undoubtedly the work of Hebrew slaves, also glazed bead necklaces. They are looking for the house of Amran, the father of Moses, where the great leader was born. The site of Arbela, where Alexander the Great won his mightiest victory over Darius, has been discovered. It is a series of mounds on the western bank of the Tigris River, between Nineveh and Baghdad. All the treasures of Darius were taken, and Alexander erected a great palace. Bronze swords, cups, and pieces of sculpture have been unearthed, and it is supposed there are vast stores of other remains awaiting the tool and patience of the excavator. The famous Sultan Saladin took up his residence here in 1184, and doubtless many relics of his royal time will be discovered. The remains of the city of Pumbaditha have been identified, with the immense mound of Abnar some twenty miles from Babylon, on the banks of the Euphrates. This was the center of Jewish scholarship during the Babylonian exile. One of the great schools in which the Talmud was composed was located here. The great psalm, By the Waters of Babylon We Sat Down and Wept, was also composed on this spot. And here, too, Jeremiah and Isaiah thundered their impassioned eloquence. Broken tombs and a few inscribed bowls have been brought to light. Probably the original scrolls of the Talmud will be found here. Several curiously wrought vases and ruins have been also unearthed. Several monuments bearing inscriptions which are sorely puzzling the archaeologists have been recently unearthed at the site of Bogaz Keni, which was the ancient, if not original, capital of the mysterious people called the Hittites, who have been for so long a worry to Bible students. Archaeology has now revealed the secret of this people. There is no doubt they were of Mongolian origin, as the monuments just discovered represent them with slant eyes and pigtails. No one as yet has been able to read the inscriptions. They were great warriors, great builders, and influenced the fate of many of the ancient nations. In many other places throughout these lands, deep students of biblical lore are pushing on the work of excavation and daily adding to our knowledge concerning the peoples and nations in whom posterity must ever take a vital interest a short time ago professor duopfeld announced to the world that he had discovered on the island of ithaca off the west coast of greece the ruins of the palace of ulysses 
Homer's half-mythical hero of the Odyssey. The German archaeologist has traced the different rooms of the palace, and is convinced that here is the very place to which the hero returned after his wanderings. Near it, several graves were found, from which were exhumed silver amulets, curiously wrought necklaces, bronze swords, and metal ornaments, bearing the date 2000 B.C., which is the date at which investigators lay the siege of Troy. If the ruins be really those of the palace of Ulysses, some interesting things may be found to throw a light on the Homeric epic. As the schoolboys know, when Ulysses set sail from Troy for home, adverse winds wafted him to the coast of Africa, and he beat around in the adjacent seas and visited islands and spent a considerable time meeting many kinds of curious and weird adventures, dallying at one time with the lotus-eaters, at another braving the cyclops, the one-eyed monsters, until he arrived at Ithaca, where he bent his bow and slew the suitors of Penelope, his harassed wife. In North America are mounds, earthworks, burial sites, shell-heaps, buildings of stone and adobe, pictographs sculptured in rocks, stone implements, objects made of bone, pottery, and other remains, which arouse the enthusiasm of the archaeologist. As the dead were usually buried in America, investigators try to locate the ancient cemeteries, because, besides skeletons, they usually contain implements, pottery, and ornaments, which were buried with the corpses. The most characteristic implement of early man in America was the grooved axe, which is not found in any other country. Stone implements are plentiful everywhere. Knives, arrow points, and perforators of chipped stone are found in all parts of the continent. Beads and shells and pottery are also found in almost every state. The antiquity of man in Europe has been determined in a large measure by archaeological remains found in caves occupied by him in different ages. But the exploration of caves in North America has so far failed to reveal traces of different degrees of civilization. End of chapter 8 Recording by Sky Asimaru, Mililani, Hawaii, May 2020